1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, what's going on? Good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Writer with you. Thank you for being here. We are getting close to NFL football, regular season football games that count. And to talk about it is a guy who played at the highest level for such a long time. Super Bowl champion, co-host of the All Things Covered podcast, CBS Sports HQ, not even just analyst, NFL guru Bryant McFadden joins me on the show. B Mac, what's good, buddy? What's happening, Bill? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm I'm looking forward to some football. And we got a little breaking news here. And you know, uh, I I said to the producer, "Do you really win something if you beat out Kyle Trask?" Which isn't very kind, but it is kind of true. It, Baker Mayfield's going to get another shot to be to be quarterback one. We haven't seen in, in the NFL a consistent level, a consistent pattern of guys not succeeding and then figuring it out somewhere else. But it can happen. What's your optimism level that Baker can be better than most of us think this year?
2: Uh, yo, that's a good question. Um, I'm not as high on Baker as a few fans you know, might be. And the reason why is I think, you know, just the consistency. You know, we really haven't seen it outside of that year um, when he led the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs and actually had a playoff win. But since then, he's been an emotional roller coaster. Uh, I do like his past catchers when you talk about Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin. They just lost Russell Gage, which is a huge loss. But he has two go-getters at the wide receiver position. And hopefully the offensive line is better than what they displayed a year ago with some of the injuries they they dealt with. But to Baker's uh, uh, credit, the division is not a sticky division. Um, it, it is an open division. You don't have a lot of quarterback star power in that division. So that should help Baker's chances. And, and, and right now, if you had to look at and rank the quarterbacks in the NFC South, I think Baker would be number two kind of by default because the other two guys are unproven in Desmond Ritter and Bryce Young.
0: Uh, Brian McVadden here on the show. I, I, I share your um... – Your hesitancy to crown Baker Mayfield a rejuvenated uh, superstar, BMAC. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is obviously the latest example in the news of running backs not being paid and getting the kind of contracts that that they would like. It's just right or wrong, it's the reality right now. And the latest sort of turn of the screw here is that Taylor has been been given permission to at least seek a trade somewhere else. Is this realistic? Do you you think there's a scenario where Jonathan Taylor is playing football for somebody in a few weeks? Somebody
2: else? No, I don't think so. I, I don't because Jonathan Taylor wants big time money deserving. So he's that type of player, but clearly the NFL teams don't value running backs like that to give them anywhere north of $14 million per year. I don't know exactly what it is that JT wants, but I would imagine it's north of $14 million. You know what I mean? Cause heck anything less than that, Ten, twelve. I think it would be safe to say the coast would pay him that. But clearly, knowing his value, I think he wants anything potentially north of fourteen million dollars. So, what team in the NFL bill will be willing to give up the draft capital to the Coast and pay him that type of money? I don't know. Yeah, that. I mean, B Mac. Let me ask you this. I,
0: so, I live in Manhattan Beach, California, which, which is a community that does not apply to my family, but has a lot of former professional athletes and a lot of former college athletes. There's a lot of kids here in my kids' schools who, who are aspiring to play professional sports, and they are they are pretty focused on it at a really, really, really young age. Matt Leinert's kid, one example, where you see him on social media constantly. Young man wants to be a quarterback. Is it realistic that, that players who might have played running back 10 years ago who are middle school kids or, or younger – are going to see this and adjust the positions they want to play in college and then down the line if they're good enough? Or do you think kids just aren't thinking or their parents aren't
3: thinking that far ahead of schedule?
2: I don't think parents are thinking that far ahead of schedule because it's safe to say when you play Little League football you're going to play many different positions. You know what I mean? You're going to play on both sides of the football most likely. You're going to play different positions based on how good you are and what your team needs. And then as you get older you kind of grasp more to what is more comfortable for you, and what you're at when you're at your best. So, if you're a kid who's been playing the running back position his entire little league career, he goes to high school, he's still excelling at the running back position. I mean, it's going to be hard to really play another position when the best chance for you to go get a scholarship is playing running back. You know what I mean? So I, I think most parents and most kids at that time, they're not really thinking about what happens when you get to the National Football League. Number one, you probably won't get to that level because it's very, very difficult. But number two, also, you got to be able to put yourself in the best positions to be seen and to be at your best to try to go get a scholarship to a university. Brian
0: McFadden, let me not stump you, but let me ask you a, a difficult one here, or at least one that I'm interested in. Who will have as an individual and, and as a team a, a better season? Tua? or Justin Herbert this
2: season? Now, I I can't be biased. I play fantasy football. I have (laughs) Justin Herbert as my quarterback. But to answer this question with no bias attached, if Tua is healthy, I go Tua. I go Tua, and here's why. Tyreek Hill is the most feared offensive player in the National Football League. He is no worse than a top three wide receiver in the game right now. So he's anywhere between one, two, and three. No worse than three. Secondly, Jalen Waddle is probably the second fastest wide receiver in the game behind Tyreek Hill. They play alongside each other. They got Braxton Berrios there, Cedric Wilson, uh uh, chosen as well. So they have more than enough pass catches for Tua, not to mention the play caller of Mike McDaniel as well. I think Mike McDaniel is a better play caller than uh, Kellen Moore. So when you – and it's not like Justin Herbert, does he don't have pass catches. Justin Herbert has some pass catches. Well, <laughs> like when you play against Miami, you got to keep two safeties back almost every play. Because if you ever go single high and you man up on Tyreek Hill, you know it can go. It can be a seventy-yard touchdown in one play easily. So just the fear factor alone, I think it should be. Ty- it should be two
0: Do you like, um, BMac? Do you do you buy into the Dolphins as a as a? There's no sure thing, but a likely playoff team given just how brutal the AFC is. Yeah, I do. I just talked about the offense.
2: Name me another offense that scares you more than Miami's.
0: Yeah, I mean. Can I say the Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes, maybe? Like, is that the other other one that comes to mind?
2: I would say that, but they don't have a player on that offense that scares you. Like, you know, listen, if we're not on our A game, they can go 80. They can go 70. They can go 60. They can go 50. Miami has two players that if you're not careful, they can catch a five-yard hitch and a missed tackle here or there, and they're gone. That makes you attack the game defensively in a different way. So I understand you talk about just the – we know who Pat Mahomes is and Travis Kelsey, but they don't have a guy on their offense, as we see it today, Bill, that if you miss a tackle, it's a wrap.
0: It's true. Brian McFadden, I love it because I'm so high on the Dolphins. So I'm high on the Dolphins here on the show, and Tommy, the producer, BMAC, um, was the biggest Trey Lance supporter, booster, apologist – on earth. And that that um that take hasn't gone well. That that take hasn't really aged like a fine wine. Is there a path forward in the next 12 months where Trey Lance lives up to what were the pretty massive expectations when when the Niners drafted him? No. No,
2: there's no path. How can he live up to the investment when he's not playing? How? Right now he's the third quarterback on the San Francisco 49ers. He is the third quarterback. He didn't play a lot in college, very, very small sample size. And then going into National Football League, he hasn't really showcased what he can do because of injuries and just not the opportunities. And now he's been passed up by a guy who was drafted in the seventh round, and they're not looking back. And he hasn't really blown you away with his performances so far in the preseason. So even if they cut ties with Trey Lance, Whoever picks him up, they're just adding him for depth. They're not adding him to compete for a to compete for playing time, to say the least. So to answer your question, I was confused about the entire mindset with San Francisco and trading three first runners for a guy who only had like ten or eleven starts. You know what I mean? Playing mid-level football wasn't a part of a group of five uh, or Betty at power five university. So I was a bit confused about that logic. And I'll say this too. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they need to be thankful for Brock Purdy. Because of Brock Purdy, no one is talking about their job being that seat being kind of hot. Because of what they did with Trey Lance, normally that GM, that head coach, their seat would be hot when you invest that type of capital in a guy who clearly is not the per- productive player that you thought he would be. But because of what they've done at the quarterback position still and because Brock Purdy has been playing above and beyond his calling card, they have won ball games. But usually, you know this, when somebody dra- make that type of draft mistake, a la the Chicago Bears when they traded up to go get Trubisky, I mean, usually that puts that head oh. coach and that GM on the hot seat.
0: Yeah, and fans it gives us heartburn. Uh, Brian McFadden here on. Uh, I'm a Bears fan. BMac here on the show. BMac, where where do you, as it relates to this upcoming season and the likelihood of success, where do you fall on the Aaron Rodgers
2: to the Jets spectrum of of pessimism or optimism? Man, I like their chances of getting to get into the playoffs. I do, even though I think the AFC is going to be very very tough you you got to like their chances. Let's go and and address this question like this. If the Jets perform anything like they did a year ago with better quarterback play, they'll have a seat in the tournament. They almost made the playoffs last year with bad quarterback play. Zach Wilson, Mike White came in, got injured, never became the guy that he was earlier in the year, and they just were trying to get by. And they still had a fighting chance to get into the playoffs. One would think Aaron Rodgers would be ten times better than the quarterbacks from a year ago, and that just should help their chances, even though the division is tougher.
0: I I, I got to tell you, I'm in. And I wasn't, but I'm a sucker for hard knocks. Do you, do you watch hard knocks, BMAC? Yeah, I do. I do. Does it? I mean, obviously it's not every moment, but you were in multiple, multiple teams, right? You know how realistic is what they're showing? Like what is the percentage that it gets to representing what it's actually
2: like in preseason? Man, they're showing I'll say at least 85%. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. A lot of things are not for everybody to see or hear, but they're showing at least 85%. And I think that's why this year Hard Knocks is such a good watch. Number one, because of the personalities that we're seeing, you're right, in, in a different setting, a lot. Aaron Rodgers. But number two, it kind of gives fans who's never been in an NFL locker room, never been a part of an NFL team, a the closest look, the closest feel you will ever get. In regards to what it looks like to be in the NFL, yeah, I'm 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 into it.
0: I'm into it this year. Bmac, appreciate you, buddy. Great stuff as always. Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, but uh, Brian McFadden on the show, Dude, great podcast, all things covered. Podcast, it is really good. It is really smart. It is really funny. It makes news. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. Man, that Trey Lance take is just,
4: woo! <laughs> I love, I absolutely love that you ask each and every one of our guests. I'm, I'm wondering, are you going to start asking non-football guests about Trey Lance? Is, I'm going to get there. Is I'm that get where get
0: we're headed? I'm going to get there eventually. Can I read you a couple tweets? Good. That guy tweets, pretty daddy, how the heck do you not walk to Wrigley and hit up the Billy Goat bar across the street? Bum of the week nomination.
4: I had the little
0: dude. Bum of the week nomination.
4: The little guy was with us.
0: Matt Rashford's not feeling, not feeling it. I mean, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot out there.
4: Can I defend myself here? No matter what I said about my Chicago trip, not people true. were not going to like it. I loved not this true. city. I thought I saw as much of it as I possibly could with having a two-year-old with me.
0: You are the person who flew in from Des Moines, Iowa, because that's, that's where I'm, you know, I lived for a long time, to New York City, stayed in lower Manhattan, rented a car, and drove to a Knicks game. It's similar. Couldn't find parking. It's crazy. It's similar, but it's not exactly the same. It actually is exactly the same. Actually, you're probably right. It's probably more egregious what you did no, in Chicago.
4: No, 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 no. No yeah.
0: way. No way. Yeah. Because Wrigley is in a neighborhood, so there's nowhere to park already. Yeah, I found that out. There are a bunch of lots. They're very small, though. Yeah, they're small, and they're expensive, and you can't, you can't you gotta get there two hours early to get one of those spots.
4: <laughs> yeah, I went, you know, like uh, 20 minutes late. They love you. They, they criticize
0: because they love you, Tom. Uh, we, you and I have not done buy or
4: sell together in a, in a minute. In a week almost i'm a little nervous to you know jump back in the saddle here H- how much of it is nfl uh, uh the overwhelming majority of it did you get a little soccer in there uh
0: stay tuned i'm gonna slip in a soccer question for you and a bunch of headlines from the national football league and a take on each one it is buy or sell with pretty daddy next here on cbs sports radio call from mom answer it call silenced
4: Welcome back to Writer Than You.
0: You're single, and you bumped into Tay Tay on the streets of Miami or New York. Naturally, coffee shop, and you asked her out. By sell. there's a at least twelve percent chance she'd say yes.
4: I don't think I would have a one point two percent chance. Can I be honest? I kind of think
0: I would. I know I wouldn't, but there's a delusion there.
4: Like in the right moment,
0: on CBS Sports Radio. Kind of calm down, Tom. Welcome back into the show. <laughs> If we streamed this show and people saw how much I just mess with you on a regular basis, wouldn't that add a great wrinkle to the program?
4: Uh, For everybody else, not for me. Not for me. I just made Tom say hi to an inanimate object in the break. I mean, you got me talking to a bobblehead here. Like, it's it's our first day together in almost a week, and I'm exhausted. Welcome. Rent a car. You'll feel better. Uh,
0: This portion (laughs) of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at WesleyFinancialGroup.com.
1: What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports?
4: It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill, as we mentioned, we have a ton of NFL to get to today, so let's jump right in. Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the New York Jets, he will start New York's final preseason game on Saturday against the New York Giants. Bill Rodgers last played in a preseason game back in 2018. Buy or sell, it's necessary for Aaron Rodgers to get preseason reps with the Jets.
0: Necessary is an interesting word. I, I will... I will buy. Buy. With this sort of um, this caveat. I think it's it's worth the risk. I think getting him some reps, establishing with real game time, even if it doesn't count, his standards, right? Taking everything that he's doing that we've seen behind the scenes and trying to apply it to some, some actual situations in the games. I, I think it makes sense. Do I think he should play the entire game? Do I think you should take any risks? Of course not. Of course, we know that.
4: Do you think but he I... should play the entire first quarter? You're talking about maybe like three drives.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because the offensive line's not
4: necessarily going to be great. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So it's it's yes, I think he should play for however long they can keep him safe, and if if the line turns to. To, I love the Swiss cheese thing because Swiss cheese has holes in it. <laughs> Do you like Swiss cheese? Yeah. In the right situation, like, dude, you know what is a go-to for me? I'll get, I love Triscuits, original Triscuits, Swiss cheese and ham. And I'll cut up the ham and the tris, and the cheese into like the shape of a Triscuit and just crush a box of Triscuits and a whole package of ham and cheese.
4: I'm not going to lie. That sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah. Sometimes, not always. Not always. This is fancy schmancy time. Like one out of four times, I'll put a little spicy mustard on there too.
4: Mm, you lost me. I'm not a mustard guy.
0: I get it, but like most of the time, it's just a, it's a single triscuit, ham, Swiss cheese. Sometimes I'll do the sandwich, but I think it's too much too much triscuit.
4: That's a lot going on there for what is you know kind of it's a also triscuit so easy, sandwich. bro. I know you cutting only got board, one.
0: cutting board, just cut up the ham real quick, cut up the cheese, throw it on a plate, get a, get a box of triscuits, and just like. I'm going, I'm going to town.
4: It sounds pretty good. I might have to try that. Because you know, now, now I'm, I'm following your recommendations. I'm getting out and I'm seeing the world.
0: I need to... So I think the place to get you now ne- oh, Although you'd have to take the train, you would... Although well, you could actually take a taxi, it's expensive. But you guys should go to
4: London. Why? Well, I, I mean, baby steps here. You want me to leave the country now? Like, uh, baby yeah, steps, yeah. please. Do you have a passport? <laughs> yes. Is it expired? Yes, you You need to get. It's, it takes about two years to
0: get your passport now, or at least it feels like it. They're all behind. Right, right.
4: You have an expired passport. Yeah, I physically have it. I know where it is, but it is. But then and you don't have a passport. It's um, it's not just expired either. It's like a lot. Like I was a teenager. If I come
0: to your house and I said you have milk and you say yes, but it's been expired for three months, you don't have milk. <laughs> you know what?
4: That's fair. That's that's a good that's a good analogy there. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, but let's get back to preseason NFL football. The number four overall pick, Anthony Richardson, didn't take a single snap this weekend in Indy's preseason win over your Chicago Bears. Yet last week the Colts named Richardson the starter for week one of the regular season. Buyer sell the Colts' decision to not play Anthony Richardson this past weekend.
0: Buyer sell did not
4: play. Um I mean, I'll sort of buy it. I, I guess I'll buy, buy it. I don't even try to do the double negative anymore. It's just how my brain works, which tells you all you need to know about me. Buy, like,
0: here's how you do it. Buy or sell. Richardson should have started is how you.
4: Yeah, I see what you did there. Move some of the words around, took out not. It, yeah. The words.
0: I follow the you. The moving of the words. Uh, I'm not very optimistic about this young man's chances of succeeding uh, this season or any season because of the way that they've handled him and where they.
4: Did he draft him? Not four. Five? Four. Yeah, fourth oh. overall. And, like, the dude it was, was a starter at Florida for one year. We're going to name him the starter for the regular season. Okay, fine. But we have four opportunities in the preseason. Yeah, we're not going to play him at all in one of them. I would suggest it does not bode well. All right, Bill, let's keep things in the NFL here. Now, after Sunday's practice, Bengals running back Joe Mixon who was just found not guilty in an aggravated, menacing case, declined to speak to reporters. Mixon then announced that he would be boycotting questions from specific reporters who represent the following outlets. Sports Illustrated, the Cincinnati Inquirer, Pro Football Network, and ESPN. Now, Bill Mixon did speak to the media outside of his locker yesterday, saying that he wants to be a bangle for life. Buy or sell that Joe Mixon is the least likable player in the NFL?
0: Oh, buy. I mean, great question. I don't even think it's close. I, 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 yes. Can I ask you a sort of a somewhat tangentially connected question?
4: Wow, great word. Thank you.
0: Buy or sell when any professional athlete says, I want to be a insert team for life, they ever 100%
4: mean it? Sell. So. I don't mm-hmm. think so either. No, they don't. I mean, maybe, but. I want to be here because it seems like they're going to take care of me and I want my money. Right, right. I right. like the life that I have here, but if anybody else wants to offer me the same life or one that's even better than this, I'm gone.
0: Well, I think what they're saying, which we'd all be saying, by the way, in any job, what they're saying is I want to be here for life in this role at my peak as an important player and highly paid.
4: Exactly, and I'm with you. I do not blame them for saying it because I would say the same exact thing.
0: I mean, I, want to be at C- I do. I want to be at CBS Sports Radio for life.
4: As do I. See what we did there? All right, Bill. Yesterday, Stephen A. Smith said that he has sources that have told him that Bill's wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, wants out of Buffalo. Now, Smith claimed that Diggs has, quote, lost a level of belief, end quote, in the team. Now, as you remember, Diggs was tangled up in drama at the start of training camp with head coach Sean McDermott and QB Josh Allen, which only added to the fuel to the fire after last season's disappointing loss to the Bengals in the divisional round of the playoffs. My question to you, Will buy or sell Stefan Diggs has a reason to want out of Buffalo? Sell, right? I mean... Sell. By the way, remember, he
0: didn't want to be a Viking at a certain point. And I think that I'm not sure he got a pass, but that... Did, it was a fine look for him because he went to Buffalo... And he was, I think, instrumental in Josh Allen taking the step forward. And Josh Allen obviously taking the step forward is, is what made the Bills like fake elite or pseudo elite or almost elite or maybe elite. But if you get to a point where there's a second team in a row, you're two for two, that you start to it starts to look a lot like a Stefan Diggs
4: issue. Speaking of issues. Oh, transition of the year. America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. But stop with the America's team. I know you're I know you're trolling me, bro. I'm not going to stop. They are America's <laughs> team. You're not. The Dallas Cowboys have not been to the NFC Championship game bill in 28 seasons, but that did not stop owner Jerry Jones from talking about Super Bowls. Quote, "You shouldn't give up the ghost because you fall short in a highly competitive league." Just because we haven't won it in so long doesn't make what we've done meaningless, and I think this year we're in a better position to win than we've been in years. End quote. Buy or sell? You take Jerry Jones seriously when he talks about Dallas's expectations?
0: You could have stopped at buy or sell. You take Jerry Jones seriously, and I would have sold. Sell. That cannot be right. You and I'm not criticizing you. They can, they can, that cannot be a. It has been 28 years since they were in an NFC Championship game. It was 1996. 96.
4: 28 seasons. Ouch. They're still America's team, though. No, they're not. I mean, they're, yeah, as an organization they are. Maybe not as a football team, That's but a as t- a brand. You just made my point for me. As a brand they are? I'm Googling NFC Championship games. That is just... Also, can you help me out with something? Yes. Give up the ghost. What the heck does that mean? Oh, yeah.
0: I love this expression. Um, you didn't under- You didn't know the expression earlier in the day?
4: No, no, not not at all. I've never seen this in print. I've never heard anybody say it. I have nothing when it comes My to give up the ghost. My understanding
0: of it is to basically give up your spirit of life because you're so demoralized or upset about something. It's like you give you give up your sort of spirit, but let's Google it.
4: If I can type it properly, I thought this was one of you know these jerryisms where like you know he just combined words. He together. You thought he made it up? Yeah, like I, I didn't think this made any sense to anybody. So, give up the ghost is an expression
0: I use, but only in like really kind of um, intense situations. Like like you're playing I'm playing a tennis match, and I'm getting my butt kicked, and I don't want to give up the ghost. I don't want to. I don't want to surrender.
4: All right, Does that so make I mean, I get,
0: I get what he's saying.
4: I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that My expression fits.
0: Is working about as, effe- as effectively as the Cowboys have for what is, I've learned in the last twenty eight years. I want to read you the exact thing. Ah, here we go. Stop trying to do something because they no longer believe they can do it successfully. Yeah, well, I want the. I mean, all right, the origination. Yeah, it's a great expression.
4: So when you use that, say, you know, for your analogy, when you're playing tennis, when you don't want to give up the ghost. Is yeah. that when you go to underhand serve? Is that what happens then? I just do that to of
0: people. <laughs> I did that the other day. I did that in a ladder match the, the other day, and she did not. She did not like it. It
4: always makes me laugh when we talk about she underhand did not serves. Enjoy it. All right, Bill. Let's get to some hoops here. Hoopier talk than me. thou. Talk Three-time me. NBA Sixth Man of the Year, Lou Williams, believes he deserves more respect. Now, Williams made his case to TMZ Sports that
2: he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Manu is already a Hall of Famer. Um, Jamal will have his opportunity uh, with timing and then I'll be last. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. I, I definitely think we're all Hall of Famers. We contributed to the game. You know, I think the Hall of Fame is what you bring to the table and being the best at what you do in the realm of basketball. I think we all did that.
4: Lou Williams, of course, referencing Manu Ginobili and Jamal Crawford. Much like Williams, Jamal Crawford also won sixth man of the year three separate times. My question to you, Bill, buy or sell Lou Williams deserves to be considered for the Hall of Fame. All
0: right, so... Sell. Sell. You know what the show open is. By definition, being a six-man means you're not a Hall of Famer. By definition, like, you're so... You're like the greatest... Not great player. You know, if you're the sixth man of the year, it's winning the NIT. Is it a championship? Yes. Does it have a banner? I guess. Does it make you a legend? No. And by the way, it's not I think Hall of Fames are too crowded. I think we're too Hall of Fames become a become a holding ground for people's feelings. But I really wanna be in. I know you do, man. It's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Almost. Do you think that a six-man of the year should be a Hall of Famer?
4: I'll say this: I don't think wow. we should write them off just because they were six-man's and not starters. Now, Lou if, Williams specifically? No. Jamal Crawford specifically? No. If you were, look, dude.
0: If you're good enough, if you're if you're good enough to be in the Hall of Fame, you're not going to be a six-man.
4: Period. But couldn't I spin that and say just because whatever team, whatever organization they played for, they weren't starters, but they could have started on 25 other teams during their era?
0: Yeah, but not a Hall of Famer. You think LeBron James was like, oh, man, I I wanted to start those years in Miami, but just Bosh was there. So I had to come in off the bench, but I did it for the team.
4: Like Jamal Crawford and Lou Williams probably could have started for most teams, if not the teams they specifically played for, but they were just instant offense off the bench.
0: Dude. There are 150 guys that start every every week in the NBA, at least. 150 guys. Just because you start doesn't
4: mean you're a Hall of Famer. No, I agree, but I th- I mean, look, it was Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford better than your average NBA player? Of course.
0: Of your course average NBA player isn't a Hall of Famer.
4: I get it. I, I'm talking in circles.
0: They're not Hall, Hall of Famers. Come on, man. They're don't not- ra- you're, what you're doing is you're trying to rent a car again in, in
4: a big city you're that trying to... was, no that worked out well no, I'm telling it didn't you. if I ever go back to Chicago which hopefully I do mediocrity minus I will rent another car but you shouldn't and you know it no it worked out well no it didn't it did no it didn't it did I was by the end of it I was tired of driving everywhere <laughs> because like look it is kind of stressful like driving where when you never know where you're going you... dude you also don't experience the city the right way.
0: Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I'm on your side here. I want you to experience Chicago the way it's meant to be experienced.
4: I also hope that Chicago, their intersections, for the most part, don't have cameras, which they probably do. I think I broke a number of traffic violations. God. Like, I'm trying to look at street signs. Uh, you know, I need to make a left. I'm not in the left lane. I, I, you know, I got to do it. You got to go to London so you can't drive.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You take black taxis, you just take the tube. I, honestly, the tube LA is. is where you guys should come because you you have to drive everywhere. It's ridiculous. You've never been to LA, right? I've never been.
4: Never been west of Texas.
0: West of Texas? <laughs> that's a weird marker. Texas is way <laughs> down a, south. Well,
4: that's as far as I've been.
0: Have you been west of the Mississippi River? Yeah. You've been to
4: Texas, yeah. Been to Austin, okay. which I also. Oh, I forgot want. you went to Austin. West of Texas, I'm just trying to. <laughs> I mean, Texas is big. That's as far west as I've gone. Which I don't believe Austin is Western Texas. I believe it's Eastern. I think you can take England,
0: Ireland, Wales, and Scotland and put them in Texas four times. I believe that's right. <laughs> so west of Texas, like I've never been west of the Earth. Okay. Well. That's a big I mean, that, that's all I can give you. I've never been east of America. <laughs> I mean,
4: like, America's big. Well, I mean, if it's if I can't use Texas, like, uh, it, it's, it's Tennessee.
0: That's fair. That's fair. No, I was going to say more like go north in the map, but I think it's my Midwestern. I was going to say you've never been west of Nebraska, but I guess...
4: I've also never been to Nebraska. I like Nebraska. I don't have any issues I with Nebraska. I have a question for you.
0: Sucker! Buy or sell tomorrow at 7 o'clock Eastern your time. You're going to watch Messi
4: play in the MLS regular season. Sell. Oh, you, ooh, There's no League's Cup on the line. There's you nothing on the line. They stink. They're the worst team in the MLS even though they won the League's Cup. This is I, not like the NBA season they, they don't season stink tournament.
0: anymore. Buy, they're going to win every. Buy or sell you watch the League's Cup final then, Mr. League's Cup guy. Sell. You, come on, bro. I was too
4: busy enjoying the city of Chicago. It. Was amazing. Why don't the League's Cup matches count in the MLS regular season the way that the NBA in season tournament is going to count for the regular season? Because the NBA is doing it in a dumb way relative to soccer. I actually like this way. This
0: is how soccer works. This is like a guy from England. I can't do an English accent, I'm trying to do an Irish accent. I don't understand why the NFL games don't count this week. They're playing the games. They're pushing each other around. Why don't you just put them in the standings? Because they're preseason games. That doesn't make sense.
4: In rugby, everything counts. I like it. They just won the League's Cup, but now they're still the worst team in the MLS. <laughs> like, they should get something for winning the League's Cup. They did. They got the Cup. Can you do me a favor? Just keep push that little sell button
0: for me? <laughs> sell. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: It's time for No Context, Buy
4: or Sell. This is a real doozy I got for you today. Uh, Bill, buy or sell this ticket promotion could easily (laughs) backfire for Memphis football. It's Memphis, so I'll just buy it based on the historical record. I really wanted to get to it. It made me laugh. Um, But yeah, I can't can't give you any more details than that. We have not done a No Context in a while. We went long today. We had a lot to discuss. A lot of NFL to get to today in Buy or Sell. We, we got to do a lot of stuff. Um, let's talk
0: Jim Harbaugh and whether he's as stubborn as Diesel. after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Peter Schwartz. Okay, picture
1: this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
3: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
0: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into Writer Than You. Here on CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bill Ryder, and he is pretty daddy. The defensive player of the week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. The commanders picked off both Ravens quarterbacks who saw action last night, Josh Johnson and Anthony Brown. Once by safety, Jartavius Martin, and once by safety, Kendall Smith, Washington went on to win 29-28, ending Baltimore's 24-game preseason winning streak. Talk about a stat I didn't know about and didn't know I didn't care about until just now. (laughs)
4: Because it's
0: meaningless. I would be interested if you took away whatever revenue is generated by preseason games. And I'm sure there's some. If you could get coaches, to be honest, how much value, and I don't know the answer, they think preseason football has against, say, some joint practices or more time practicing, there's probably
4: some value in it. I feel like more and more this year specifically, we're seeing starting quarterbacks at least get some reps in the preseason. I'm shocked by how many have actually played in game action in the preseason this year.
0: Yeah, I mean... Got to get the rust off. I haven't looked, but maybe last year there's a sense around the NFL. Maybe quarterback started a little slowly last year, and that's it's a correction to that. Uh, Very quickly, this happened yesterday. I talked about it when I was filling in for for Jim on on the Jim Rome Show. Jim Harbaugh, a little update out of Michigan. I remember Jim Harbaugh accused by the NCAA of violating during the pandemic some of the rules that govern how and when you can – interact with recruits Harbaugh said basically I didn't do anything wrong they came up with what was an an agreement a a negotiated four-game suspension that the NCAA pulled out of I guess they didn't like their own punishment the thought then was that there was going to be a real punishment coming later down the line that Harbaugh would be able to coach this year without a suspension but maybe next year it could be real bad because the NCAA uh, they can be fairly punitive And Michigan has now, according to sources, from someone who covers the team, not for me, uh, Michigan now has reportedly imposed a three-game suspension in what is probably an ill-fated attempt to sway the NCAA at the altar of their arrogance. But three games is less. I'm a math wizard. See, Tom, three games, Tom, is less than four games. So, if the NCAA didn't think four games was enough, I'm not sure how they think three games will be enough, unless they're really bad at math.
4: I would agree with you. I I see what Michigan is trying to do, but, like, it's not going to work, man. Like, this is not going away. Like, Michigan is the number two team in the country right now. They're going to be all over headlines, and the first three games for Michigan, East Carolina. That's a win. UNLV. That's a win, Bowling Green. These games are meaningless. Bowling Green. It, that's a tough one. It doesn't it's matter. Good. The NCAA is still going to come after Harbaugh. They're not going to let up because of this self-imposed suspension in three games that don't matter.
0: Um, I like I like having conversations with the listener, and that guy just wants to f- circle back with you, Tom. Come on, pretty daddy. We wouldn't have given you a hard time if you used public transportation and listened to Bill's recommendations. That's why you a bum
4: nomination. I don't have any issue with public transportation. I take it every day to get to the studio that I'm sitting in right now. I'm train guy. I take multiple trains every day. Happy wife, happy life. You said it. Allie
0: Blueberries tweets at you. Thanks, Diesel. Next time I stay in Midtown, I'll make sure to rent a minivan and park my family down an unknown alley in some weirdo old old guy's
4: garage. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I don't advise doing it. Definitely bum of the week. (laughs) I don't advise doing it, but it worked out for me. That's all Um, I can say. I got to tell you, bud. He had a nice sign. It looked like, you know, he put effort into it. He colored it in red like it stuck out. I saw him. I'm reading a Stephen
0: King book right now, an old one, Dead Zone. And, and a, a plot point actually kept me up late last night. Damn you, Stephen King. See, you can say the word on the radio, Tom. You, to, you don't have to take it out of the, the Taylor Swift song.
4: Clean version. Uh,
0: kept me up super late. Damn late, Tommy. And um, there's a scary thing going on. And I'm just telling you, had you been reading the book I'm reading, you would not have gone into that gentleman's garage.
4: Oh, I had some hesitations, but I still did it anyway. So you went in there. Oh, yeah. I could, there was no other spot to park. It's either that or we weren't going to the game. And I wanted what, to see Wrigley.
0: What a crazy, dark, horrible reality it would have been if that had gone sideways. And I were on the radio having to figure out how to explain that your unwillingness to listen to the car rental <laughs> re- recommendation and, you know?
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean. In memoriam of Tom DeSelt Pretty Daddy. It was in the back of our head the entire game. Like. Are they going to sell the parts for the car? Are We going to get there? Is going to be no <laughs> wheels? God. Is the car going to be there at all? Like, what? is the is it not the right garage code? Gonna, like, wouldn't it be amazing if it wasn't even his garage? I thought about that as well. I have no yeah. way to contact this man. I don't even know if he lives in the house that's you know forty I've, feet away. I've never heard of that. I've certainly heard like parked in people's
0: front yards and stuff. I, by the way, the only time I've driven to Wrigley is when I drove from Iowa when I lived in Iowa. And it was a nightmare. And I, as I told you, I think off the air, maybe on the air. There were times when I drove, including for the Bartman game, actually, when I drove to Chicago, when I parked down by where you're staying. We're staying, I'm sure, because there was parking. And then I took the train to Wrigley. You don't park at Wrigley if you can't get there
4: in three hours early. Interesting. Well, there's only like you know
0: 40 parking spots at Wrigley. My parents lived in, in the sort of Naperville-Aurora suburban area way out. I, for three or four years when I was a kid, when I was in middle school and a little bit of high school. And we would go to Cubs games, so we would drive in and we would go so early so we could find parking. Take the train, my friend. It's good to be back. <laughs> the people are so mad. Not mad. They're just, they just, you all love Tom and you know what it's like for me now. Thank you for your commiseration. Uh, fun show, good show. We're back tomorrow. He's Tom us, you know, I'm Bill Ryder. Thanks for listening